the very ideals that our entire psyche are built upon, safety, security, certainty, are built on something that is impossible to truly have because nothing in life is certain. The Happy Healthy Human podcast will help you build your happy, healthy life. Your host, Paul Levitin, is a board-licensed health and wellness coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer, and behavior change specialist with over 10 years of experience helping people create positive life change. Each week, he discusses topics that will help you understand yourself, why you do the things you do, and how to take steps to create the life of your dreams. He talks with experts from therapists to addictions counselors, coaches, trainers, CEOs, financial planners, and more. If you've ever wondered how can you become the best, happiest, healthiest version of yourself, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the podcast mini-series on the slump methodology, where I help you break out of patterns of self-sabotage so you can stop quitting on your dreams. In this mini-series, I'm giving you full access to the course I teach, Quit Quitting, that is usually an eight-week course with worksheets and video modules and group discussions, but I wanted to share the nuts and bolts of the concepts here because I think that it's just too important and I just really want to share what I've been teaching to my students for these last couple of years. This is the fourth installment of the series, and today I'm going over the U in slump, which stands for uncertainty. As a reminder, I've already covered S, the shoulds and the supposed tos, and L, lacking clarity. Before that, we introed all of this with a talk about awareness. Today is about uncertainty. And uncertainty is kind of like the other side of the coin when it comes to what I went over last week with lacking clarity. Because clarity was all about having a defined vision, both of the goal, the end goal, but also of the action steps that you need to take to get there. And as I said in that episode, lacking clarity causes your brain to doubt the efficacy of the journey you're on. And as we know, self-doubt is the seed that grows into self-sabotage. Clarity is thus a major piece of the puzzle. The question then becomes, why isn't that the whole puzzle? Why isn't it that once we have a clear vision of the journey that we're on from start to finish, you know, the end goal, as well as every step that you have to take along the way to get there, why isn't that enough to keep you in the game? And sadly, you know, as well as I do, that that's just now how it works. You know, the best laid plans go out the window all the time. My favorite Mike Tyson quote is that everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I like to add that life, it seems, tends to punch us in the face a lot, sometimes daily. So we need clarity in the vision and, and in the steps necessary to reach whatever goal it is that you're after. But clarity does not imply certainty. Certainty is elusive. And in reality, certainty doesn't actually exist. And that's the problem. Nothing is for sure. Nothing is finite or set in stone or 100%. They say that the only things guaranteed in life are death and taxes, and everything else is up for discussion. And this is the problem because certainty is one of, if not the 
deepest psychological human need. I've talked about it many times, and you may be familiar with what's known as Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Maslow's Hierarchy ranks our needs that are shared by all humans. and It takes the shape of a pyramid. You can look it up online. It's everywhere. And on the bottom of this pyramid are our most crucial needs. And these are the physiological needs, that f- such as safety. And then everything else that comes on top of physiological needs and safety, but only if they can stand on that base. Meaning, until our need for safety is met, nothing else matters. Our energy and attention must be taken up with meeting that need, because without safety, any other pursuit is inherently fruitless. And, you know, this is, of course, a relic from human evolution. Safety for much of human history was important in the sense that we could die. There was immediate mortal danger around every corner. You could get eaten by a tiger, you could starve to death, a war could break out, a million reasons that humans crave safety. Fortunately, it's no longer a real concern for most people living at least in first world westernized countries that they might just die or get eaten or starve at any given moment. But our deeply ingrained psychological need for safety still remains. Because regardless if your life is truly threatened or not, anything that leads to you feeling less safe feels like an attack on our very life. And because of that, will inherently take away from your energy and and attention towards literally anything else. And that will only stop once the quote-unquote threat is dealt with. And this is important to understand, and this is a widely understood and accepted psychological phenomenon. What is less understood, however, is how, again, certainty plays into this. Because in reality, certainty is safety. But what, what does that mean? Well, what good is safety without certainty? If you can't be certain that you're safe, then can you really feel safe? Not knowing where you're going to get your next meal from is unsafe, but it's also uncertain. Walking alone in the dark and understanding that there's a possibility that, you know, danger could be near you without you knowing, you could get robbed, you could, something bad could happen to you. You're not safe, but that feeling of unsafety comes from the lack of certainty. You know, when you're sick with some ailment, but you don't know exactly what it is, again, you're not safe, but a lot of that comes from the fact that you don't know what's going on. So your brain wants safety. That's a deep psychological need. But safety cannot be truly trusted if it's uncertain. Meaning uncertain safety really just equates to a lack of safety to our brain. And flipping that, even when you're not truly safe, if you feel certain, you can feel safe. Because safety 
hinges on what is known and unknown. Meaning, not having money to feed yourself can directly affect your safety, meaning your survival. You have to eat to stay alive. But if you know that you have rent due and bills to pay and you need to make $20 stretch until your paycheck next week, somehow you can make it work. It's not ideal, but because you know exactly what you have and exactly what you need and exactly for how long, you can plan it out and you know you'll survive. So certainty is standing in for safety in that, ma- in that example. And the same if you're a person who's walking in the dark and you're afraid of what could happen. But if that person knows their surroundings and has a plan of escape or has a way to defend themselves, that doesn't make the threats that could happen to them any less real. But it does give a sense of certainty in an unsafe situation, which, again, stands in for safety. And sometimes that can be enough. So without certainty, safety feels useless. And even if someone did feel certainty, the problem is it's an illusion since we can never truly have certainty about anything. You're safe until you're not. You're healthy until you're sick. You're well-fed until a famine comes. You're safe at home until a war breaks out in some foreign country and they invade your homeland. And every other thing that you can think of. So the very ideals that our entire psyche are built upon, safety, security, certainty, are built on something that is impossible to truly have because nothing in life is certain. Searching for certainty is like trying to catch the wind or bottle the sun. It's literally a lesson in futility. And yet your brain is always searching for it. And this is for the same reason that it seeks clarity, as I explained in the previous two episodes. It's about conserving energy. Your brain does not like to waste energy. Therefore, anything uncertain boils down to a potential waste of energy. Your brain doesn't like to gamble. It wants a promise. It wants to know that if I outlay energy for some action, for some payoff, that it will definitely receive that payoff. Outlaying energy for a potential payoff in the future is a bet that your brain does not like to take. But the thing is, that's all we have. And when we try to avoid this, that's self-sabotage. Because your brain only wants to exert energy on things that are certain. But certainty is not real, and it's not possible. And that leaves us at an impasse. So you know, to hammer this point home, I, I'm going to give you a simple thought experiment. Take any goal that you want to achieve. Something that you, know, you could probably achieve in six months to a year. Ideally, maybe something that you've even tried to do in the past, but haven't quite gotten there yet. To be weight loss, working out, starting a business, meditating, going to therapy, whatever it is. Something that you wanted to do before, but you've struggled to find the motivation to follow through. Now imagine this. You come to me and you tell me about your goal. And we sit across from each other at a table. And I say, here, write your goal down on this paper. You write it down. And I pull out a big silver briefcase. I pop it open. And 
I show you stacks and stacks of $100 bills, $1 million worth. And on the paper you write your goal, I write a contract. And it says, if in 365 days you've worked on this goal every single day, even if you don't achieve the goal, if you've done what you need to do, you get this million dollars. And we both sign on the dotted line. In that example, would you hit the gym? Would you meditate? Would you write your book? Would you work on your business for the next 365 days in a row? Would you still have a motivation problem? Or would you somehow figure out a way, come hell or high water, to make sure you do what you have to do? I'm pretty sure that you, I, and everyone else on the planet will be walking away a year later a million dollars richer. And that's the power of certainty. When the payoff is guaranteed, we can find a way to get it done. That's why jobs work. You do the work because you know that you'll get paid. If you had a job that said, maybe you'd get a paycheck, but it's possible that it won't be in two weeks, and it's also possible that you won't get it at all, but you, you probably will, but sometimes you won't, would you ever show up to work? My guess is probably not. But the thing is, that's how goals work. You pay now with time and energy and effort, and the reward is never guaranteed. And on top of that, it's also variable in terms of when the potential payoff could come. And that's the struggle that your brain goes through. And just like you wouldn't take a job that pays randomly and sometimes not at all, your brain doesn't want to either. And remember that since energy is finite and we need it to survive, wasted energy, once again, feels like losing safety to your brain. That means whenever you're faced with uncertainty, your brain takes this as a direct affront to your safety. And that means it feels justified in quitting and self-sabotage. So clearly, you can see why this is not ideal. Certainty is an illusion that we can never actually have. And your brain will not let you do anything when you're not certain. And so you might be asking, but wouldn't that mean we quit on everything? And the reality is that, yeah, pretty much. I mean, look at the world. How many people do you know that are out there crushing it, going above and beyond, doing anything more than what they absolutely need to do, putting effort into things outside of their direct jobs or their schoolwork? I mean, the most successful people in the world have all figured this secret out. They figured out a way to deal with the uncertainty. And some people do this consciously, and some do it unconsciously without even knowing. But the fact remains, if you wait for certainty to take action, you will be waiting forever. And that means the answer, and the thing that the most successful people have inherently figured out, is to take imperfect, uncertain, massive action. Now again, we come back to, obviously this is easier said than done. If it were easy, you'd already do it. Everything I've set up into this point points to the reason that none of this is easy. It's because every fiber of your being, your very DNA, screams out against uncertainty and wants nothing but to feel certain at every given moment. So what you have to do then is to train your brain and your body to be comfortable in uncertainty. You may have heard before of the concept of exposure therapy. Exposure therapy, let's say someone is deathly afraid of spiders. Like they, they literally cry and shudder if they even hear the word spider. 
In order to break this fear, a therapist might start by simply just talking about spiders to them. Then as time goes on, they might show them a picture of a spider. And as the person grows more comfortable, they might bring a toy spider into the room. Maybe eventually a live spider inside of a terrarium. And eventually the patient will become so comfortable that they're actually ending up holding a very live spider. And it seems so simple, but this literal exact process has been proven to bring people from deathly afraid of spiders or snakes to being able to touch and hold the animal in days, if not even hours. Because graded exposure helps desensitize the fear part of the brain. It also acts like an exercise, just like how you walk, then you jog, then you run a block, and eventually you're running marathons. It's the same thing here. So you need to expose yourself to uncertainty and lean into it so that you can teach your nervous system that it is not something you have to fear. One trick I like to use to help myself and my clients is called the tattoo rule. You know, I have a lot of tattoos and people always ask me, how do you decide what you want? How do you know that you're going to love it forever? And that's the point. I don't. And that's the problem. So many people say, well, I can never decide on something that I know is going to be on my body forever. What if I change my mind? And that's the problem. That is a search for certainty. You know, how could I possibly know that a tattoo I got when I was 25 will be the thing that I'm going to love on my body for the next 75 years? And I can't tell the future. That would literally be silly to think. Instead, the tattoo rule is that good enough is good enough. And if I'm 90% sure, I'm going to pull the trigger. So yes, there's uncertainty. Yes, there's a chance that I'll change my mind and I'll hate it. But there's also the fact that I trust myself. There's an understanding that I will grow and grow with it. And even if it isn't perfect, I'll be okay. And that's how it is with everything. We spend so long overthinking things, waiting to act because we want to be certain that we're making the right choice or the best choice or to be certain that we will get the result we're after when if you'd simply act, you'd get there. And then you'd have more time with the result, more time to grow into it, more time to love it. And then more time to change if you need it. Because no matter what, time heals. Action is the key driver. You have to get to your destination. And getting there faster will always be better than ruminating and waiting for the perfect time. And at times, simply taking a leap of faith could seem like too much. There's too much uncertainty there. And in those times, the best thing you can do is borrow your certainty. And that's what you're doing by listening to this podcast. You came here to learn and to understand, knowing that I've done the research because I've worked in this field and I've coached people and I've trained in this. That's what hiring a coach is doing or reading the right books and watching the right YouTubes, borrowing the certainty of others. When someone doesn't understand exercise, they can hire a personal trainer and that person's uncertainty can be alleviated since they are trusting the certainty of the professional. And that's why this can be an extremely effective workaround most of the time. Obviously, there are some drawbacks, one being that this often costs money. But I mean, if you have the money, it can be a great way to spend it. But the second drawback is that 
there's no guarantee or certainty that the professionals that you're going to actually know the right answer. You know, many people have invested in coaches or bought books and not found the answers they were looking for. So understand that borrowing certainty is ironically, inherently uncertain. It's not a foolproof answer, but it definitely can be helpful. And often it's the best option that we have available. So do your research, but when you are too uncertain and too uneducated to make the correct choice, borrowing certainty can be an invaluable tool in your quest to end self-sabotage. And remember that certainty is deeply held, ingrained, and bred into our DNA. So this is not something that you're simply going to turn off because you hear me today talk about it on this podcast. However, remember remember the AEA loop. Now that you're aware, you can hopefully start to notice when this need for certainty is holding you back. You don't need to fear uncertainty. Instead, practice trusting yourself, trusting your gut, and trusting the universe. Lean into uncertainty and use it as a learning experience. Once again, if you want to get the entire slump course packaged and sent to you with all the worksheets, email me self-sabotage to paul at paullevitin.com and make sure you're subscribed to hear the next installment when I come back next Sunday and we talk about the M in the slump method, money mindset. Definitely not one that you're going to want to miss. That's all for this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss a beat. Support the show by sending this episode to a friend or leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Stay happy, stay healthy.